Happy Friday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. Today, Pam joins me and we go over some tips to really get some great photos on your next Walt Disney World vacation at both sunrise and sunset. First of all, I go through some uh, settings you might want to look at on your iPhone so that you can have your phone ready for some great pictures before you even head down to Walt Disney World so that you don't have to do a lot of post editing. But then Pam gives some tips about apps to use and, and filters you might want to purchase or look at that'll make your photos maybe even more creative and look even better when you share those with friends and family. Then we give some locations around Walt Disney World where you can get some amazing pictures at sunrise and sunset. And we just have a good time talking about how fun photography can be on your next Disney vacation. But the best part is we want you to share with us where you take some great sunrise and sunset photos. So let us know at be our guest, Mike on the socials. I would love to be able to share those with our listeners because this is an infinite topic. We can all learn from each other. So please let me know where you take great photos at sunrise and sunset at be our guest, Mike. Don't forget today's show is brought to you by the magic for less travel. Check them out this week. We're going to help you plan a great Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney trip for no additional cost to you over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click supports everything we do throughout the year. It's beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And thank you so very much to our patrons. You allow us to put out multiple shows a week and we couldn't do it without your support. And our patrons get that bonus show called Mike in the Midwest every week. You can support us starting at just $5 a month. So please come on over and support the show. Patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2,379 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at The Magic for Less Travel. Happy Friday to you. Hope you're getting ready for a great pre-Halloween weekend. So uh, if you're getting out there for the trunk or treats or maybe your neighborhood or community celebrating Halloween, boo to you. And have a good one. But remember, slow down and watch for all the little ghosts and goblins that are out there this weekend and have a good time. We're going to have a good time podcasting with you here. And we caught Pam Forrester before she headed down to Walt Disney World, where she is right now. So joining me today for a fun show. And you might want to have your iPhone handy because we're going to give you some photography tips to get your phone ready for your next vacation. We have Pam, co-owner of the Magic for Less Travel. What's up, Pam? Hey, I know. I'm I'm excited. I'm frantically, you know, at that point where I'm shoving stuff in a suitcase and uh, getting ready to head out. And I'm going to put like I'm going to say for like the people who have not seen me post about this on social media and talk about it here. Packing cubes, packing cubes, packing cubes. I'm just going to I've been using them for probably 20 years now my family each family member has a different color um so that we all know what's ours and they make packing so nice and organized and organized so you say packing cubes i say the night before just throw all kinds of stuff into my amazon uh uh three-piece set of luggage uh and just and just sort it out once you hit pop century that's that's it. That's what you're going to do. It's typically the way I roll. And, <laughs> you know, sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it requires a quick trip to Target because you <laughs> forgot something essential. <laughs> you're like, oh, man, I uh, forgot uh, underwear. <laughs> that's bad. That's a bad. <laughs> it is. Like, dude, I could have forgot swim trunks. Nope. I didn't forget those, but I did forget that. And that stinks. Um, and, you know, it's a, it's a four. Do I ride this out for four days? Probably not. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. So <laughs> that's when you go to Target. So that's anyway, right. we're going to, hey, Friday, what's going on? It's a wild show already. We're three minutes in. So we're going to have a good time today. I got to say something, though, as we're recording this show, of course, just a little bit early, because again, Pam and Ricky boogering out on me because they're going down to Walt Disney World. Scott volunteered to jump in on this one, too, as well. But he's getting off a plane today on our normal recording day. 
after flying all the way back from Hawaii, after doing all this cool stuff in Hawaii, I mean, he was lost in a maze at the Dole Plantation. He's been almost eaten by a dinosaur where they filmed Jurassic Park and he was yes. typing on a computer. I guess I never saw Lost, but he I guess he was on that Lost TV show, Apple IIe or something. I mean, yeah. he's been doing it all, living his best life at Alani, eating all the good food, like riding the lazy river, sitting at the beach. I dared him to, to to surf the waves at the North Shore. Those waves, dude, would have killed him. But Wade and I were just egging him on. Dare you, dude. Get a surfboard. Get out. He's like, dude, there's like 20-foot waves. I'm like, right. No guts, no glory, brother. Get out there. And he's, uh, but anybody from the Midwest, you'd be dead in five seconds. So thank God he didn't get out there. But, I mean, he's been living his best life. He's like, oh, I'll do a show with you. So, no, I don't think we're going to do a show today because... I don't even know if he'd be coherent coming that far, that many time zones. So, eh, you know, so we're, we're here a little bit early, but we did have some announcements for a couple of days or, you know, today, right before we recorded this show about some of the treats coming this holiday season to Walt Disney World. Oh and one gosh. of the things Pam and I are super pumped for, how about that Gertie Santa cookie? Pam. I know. I mean, is, is, is it going to taste as good as it looks? I hope so. It looks really good. I will say, I am one who loves a good sugar cookie, first same, of all. Same, same. I'm like, it's a traditional one. It's not too sweet. It's a little buttery, like that whole thing. It's a great cookie, right? This one has a mint icing, or I read you get it with mint ice cream too, right? Oh. Yeah, yes. yeah, I know. I knew that you would like Dang that on. one, so... Approved. <laughs> That's sort of an upgrade. It's an upgrade. It is. But yes, I know. But in addition to that, there's some other things that look great too. Some good drinks. There's another sugar cookie one, that Christmas tree looking one that you've seen like all over. It's supposed to have pistachio, like buttercream and cranberries. And uh, they just have been killing it for the seasonal treats lately at World. And I know we talk about this because Land has always had, you know, some really enticing treats and World has been getting more and more and I'm here for it, so. It's wild though, because we're talking about this. Halloween is coming up on Tuesday and <laughs> we're already talking about, you know, the Christmas treats we're going to be devouring here. Hopefully if we have a holiday trip planned, which I don't this year, which is making me extremely sad. So I'm gonna have to bribe somebody to, because this is a portable treat, right? The the Santa Gertie cookie. I mean, that that can make it back very simply in a carry-on. So anybody <laughs> like Paul here who's tuned in live on YouTube, who's watching us live, if you have a holiday, if you have a holiday trip, he's tuned in live from West St. Charles County. That is my county. We can make this happen. I can meet you <laughs> on 94. Interstate 40, we can make it happen out here in, in the Westplex. If you're headed down, I'll meet you up for a Santa Gertie cookie if you make it down this holiday season. Now, Danny's tuned in live here. He's saying a shout out here, but he's in the Netherlands. That's a bit of a challenge. That, John that makes it more challenging. John yeah. Luther's tuned in live too. Shout out to him on Facebook. You think he's up in Pennsylvania out here, or he's up in the Northeast. So, uh, shout out to the folks who are tuned in watching us live on the social media as we record today live. But yeah, no, the, the holiday season, though, is always a fun time for the sweet treats and all that good stuff. So, you're headed down. You're going to be doing some stuff this week. And then you're back for Jollywood nights and you're yes. going to get a preview of some of this cool stuff coming up. So you'll have a lot to share here soon because you'll get the first night of the party, come back and we can really dive into, uh, you know, does know. Kermit, does Kermit really still have his tap dancing skills and how's Miss Piggy singing and all that stuff. I love that they're pulling the Muppets in for Jollywood. I mean, I don't, there's going to be some really cool things happening in this party. And I knew I did not want to miss the first year that they're doing a new party. You know that that's always, it's like the first year they're like, oh, the first year, like it was like a good, the yeah. price was good. Yes. They get all this stuff. It was like, I was Before like, they figured out how to really fleece you, you know? <laughs> right. The second year it'll still be good, but it'll be a little more expensive oh, and blah, less. blah, blah. So yeah. I'm like, okay, I've learned my lesson. Been going there like all these years. I'm going to be there the first time. So anyway. So do you, do you think you'll get to do the tip top bar that, that, uh, that experience of the, the Jollywood nights are, are they not doing something in the tip top bar? That old thing that was over at the, uh, tower of terror. Did I not read? That's going to be a thing. Was that in a the bar. fever dream? No, it wasn't a fever dream. They do have a bar like at, at, at the tower of, terror? tower of terror in the courtyard In the courtyard. I was thinking it was it's like in the a, courtyard. Okay. Yeah. I, I think probably a... because it's, they need the bigger space. Yeah. That makes sense. 
Uh, so we'll yeah i know but it looks like it's gonna be cool it looks like it's gonna be like a lot of retro like that's my jam too. like a speakeasy that's at so the brown cool. derby and oh they're reading the room there because i think oh, yeah. so, somebody figured out that people love the aesthetic of the how like the studios at christmas like yes. how they do that it is i love the holidays at the studios it's Me so too. perfect like that 50s look I know. And that music, it's so perfect. And now they're just it like is. embracing it even more. Like they're just the home, home run, home run. I know. I get out your poodle skirts, my friends, and so do it cool. up. It just reminds me of like my grandma. It's 100%. It's my grandma. Yeah. It's not my grandparents I spent a lot of time with. It's the other set of grandparents. It's my mom's parents that had, they had that stuff. It's wild because stuff. it's not the grandparents I was with a lot. They had more of the other, my other grandparents had this stuff. And it, you know, gives me those memories, which I love. It does. It's like all that stuff. I remember my grandmother, like always, like when we would go there for holidays, she'd had it on a skirt. Um, and it wasn't like a poodle skirt or anything, but it was just like that style of skirt, like an A-line skirt and pumps on. And like, then she would put on like an apron, you know, over, yep. over top of whatever she was wearing. But she was so big into Christmas. Like, I always remember Christmas just being a really big deal. Um, and she had all the ornaments and all these little figurines and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's that. It reminds me of her and that feeling. Um, and I think probably there's a lot of other people that sort of feel the same. It's just a cool like a cool Yule, it's right? A it's a you can vibe. play jazz music mm, yeah. and, you know, big band music and um there were always holiday records on like ho like the holiday season started after thanksgiving dinner same the holiday same. started going on right yep. and it was on the hi-fi that sat there in the living room that was, was it the big thing like the big, yes they, they had the record player and like you had to like lift the lid and then you looked down and had yes. a, like an fm radio in there two of the knobbies yes yeah, yeah yes. same same exactly exactly yeah, and i remember as she got older, she would have to look for people to come fix the hi-fi. She yeah. would be like, oh, something's wrong with the hi-fi. I got to find someone yeah. who can still fix That's this. That's exactly what they had. Yeah, totally. Like the speakers were built. That thing was huge. I think it was probably eight feet long. It was like a, oh, it was yeah. like a, it was like a couch. <laughs> it was a major piece of furniture. Oh, yeah. When you were thinking about how you were setting up your living room, the couch goes here, the chair goes here, the hi-fi takes up this whole wall. But it was great. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was just, yeah, it was a, it was a thing. I think it had a record player in there. Oh, like at the yes. top. Yeah, I mean, it was. Yes, and you could stack like three or four records. Yes, you on could. One hundred percent. Yes, you could. And, and you always had like Bing Crosby, like White Christmas in there. And, oh my gosh. We, yeah, we got, we got to talk about today's topic because we got to jump in here. But I'll just tell you, I want a Christmas tree with tinsel so bad. I've been wanting this for like ten years. Pam, will, my Pam will not go for that. She's like, it's a mess. She, she's she's very mess. particular about her Christmas tree. She won't even let me do colored lights. She wants white lights, and like well, you do I get more it. than one. So you can I do know, one. like I I do have. She lets me do like an ugly one in the basement, which is not the same because like I want the one by the TV upstairs. Like, but she wants her like beautiful, you know, picture one perfect. You, exactly, and I'm and yeah. I'm of I'm of the like school. That a Christmas tree is not supposed to be perfect. It's supposed to have a couple of random blinky lights that are different colors that are in no, like some no ran, just randomness, no pattern. Like and the, 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 they don't have to be everything. Don't have to be symmetrical. She's just always like she'll go back and look at the tree and be like, oh, they're not the ornaments are distributed equally. I'm like, I don't care. It's a Christmas tree. It's not supposed to. It's not supposed to be perfect. No, no. And like she's filling with that sucker all the way up to Christmas Eve. It drives me wild. Because I just like it to be what, random. That's that's <laughs> where we are way different when it comes to Christmas trees. But anyway, let's jump in. Into, we have plenty of time. It's not even Halloween yet. We're, I gotta love Christmas, though. But anyway, today we're going to talk about some tips for taking better pictures down at Walt Disney World. Because that is an essential part of everybody's Disney vacation. We might even jump into the cruise line here for a few minutes. But mostly Walt Disney World. And I want to talk about golden hour. So golden hour is usually that hour kind of right before sunset. You know, when you got that, this glow, um, that's such a special time where you can just get some amazing shots with the aid of just the perfect light. I'm also going to throw in sunrise. So we're basically going to talk sunrise sunset ish, uh, down at Walt Disney World. we're going to talk about locations where you can get some great shots with your family, or if you just want to take some landscapes, cause there's awesome landscapes down at Walt Disney World. 
But I kind of want to start off, if you use an iPhone, which I do, and I know a lot of our listeners do because I can see where you download the shows from, and the iPhone is definitely the dominant platform where people are getting our show. And I've been, you know, I use my iPhone a lot and I'm a tech kind of nerd. So I, um, I do some research on how to take good pictures with my iPhone. And one tip I want to give you is um, that there are some settings you could put on your iPhone if you want to take more. Now, some people have problems with this now. I And, and I know you've probably seen this with my pictures. But the thing is, with, with golden hour pictures and if you're taking landscapes like of sunsets and sunrises, I think this is where this kind of works even better. And it's if you want to kind of pop your pictures just a little, just give them a little vibrancy. There's a way you can do it either when you take the picture or you can do it post after the picture, like in post. Okay. So if you want to do it in post, I learned this from actually Pam's daughter, Hannah, there's a, there's a really free app. It's called Snapseed. And so you can do this with any picture. You just take the picture and then you can go in and use this app called Snapseed. It's by Google. And you just go in and you just you download the Snapseed app to your phone. And it lets you pick any photo you like out of your camera roll. And then you can apply any kind of filter to it. Of course, you can make it look um, like sepia or you know black and white or what have you. All that stuff. You guys all know what that stuff is. But you can pop it. You could make it one. It's called accentuate. It just kind of accentuates like a, you know, gives a little, uh, I don't know, just pops it a little differently. It's kind of a different contrast. So there's all kinds of ways. And you can see it before you apply it and hit the button. It just gives you like a preview. So you can see what you like. I think it looks, you know, gives it a little, it gives a little flair for something like a landscape of a sunrise, a sunset. So that's how you can do it in post. But there is a way you can do this in real time with your iPhone. And what it is when you have your camera open, your camera app on your iPhone. So when you're looking at it, if and so you can check this out later, at the top of the, when you have your iPhone, when you have your camera open, at the top, there's a little arrow that points up towards where your selfie camera is or your notch or your little pill, if you have like a 14 or a 15. If you push that, you'll get a yellow one that points down, a little arrow that points down. Then you're going to get at the bottom, right above the, the shutter button where you push the button to take the picture, you're going to get a three squares thing right there. Now, let me tell you what that is. Those are your filters you can put on real time onto your iPhone. And if you touch that, if you slide left or right, this gives you the option to put filters on your phone that will stay on in real time. So it gives you standard, rich contrast, vibrant, warm, cool. And those are right there built into your phone. So when you take them, it's in real time. So if you have a preference of how you want your pictures to look throughout your vacation, if you have a preference for them to kind of have like a little blue kind of tint to them, put the cool filter on. Warm, you know, warm kind of has that brown or orangey feel to the background. Vibrant will pop it. Rich contrast really pops it. So use that at your own risk. Standards what the base is. But you can do that right there on your phone. And actually, there's a setting also in the, um, if you go into the settings app, the general settings app and go to phone or go to, sorry, go to camera, you can lock it so that that particular um, filter will stay all the time so you don't have to ever change it so that's one way you can do it so it sticks and you never have to change it. all your pictures will be in that certain filter so that's not, that's just one thing you could do Pam, i don't know if you ever use filters some people do some people don't some people hate them but i think for a sunrise or a sunset it can accentuate it you know make it even look better it's not huge but it does kind of pop it i agree um i like i don't use filters when i'm like taking a selfie or doing whatever because i would be that person i would be the, the like tan. filter yeah the filter <laughs> like um you know mistake like she just filtered out half of her face or you know those <laughs> pictures that they're like people you know i don't they're typically people younger than we are yes. right or posting a picture a heavily edited selfie and that they can see and then people will call them on it and yeah, say you 100%. use this filter or whatever but i will say I, that was going to absolutely be one of my tips is that one of no matter how great of a photo that you take it is typically something that in the editing process afterwards you can make a little better and it doesn't have to be over um produced over you know overdone we've all seen folks who like take those pictures and you're like yeah i i've been in front of cinderella's castle it does not look like that those are not the right colors and exactly. all of that right but a little bit of editing i think can really help um 
and I'm not great at the editing process. Usually if I've taken a photo that I think could be really nice and is nice, but could be even better. I give it to Steve and he, he's you know, great he at it. He has a, yes, he has a knack for it. You're right. Steve. So, and some people are just born with that kind of like their brain works that way. And Steve's one of people. True. Yeah. But the one, the, one of the um, apps that I use for editing afterwards is Lightroom. And when you use Lightroom, you can actually go and buy people's presets. Ah, that's a good so idea. you look around, I mean, and you have to look and see what kind of preset you like, because there are definitely different looks, you know, to different presets. And you'll see someone um, offering presets and like look through the portfolio and they're like, oh, I love the look of those photos. Like I would love for my photos to look like that. And so you can actually buy their presets and they usually aren't that expensive. Do not spend a lot of money on that because you can usually find them for a decent price. But I think that that's sort of a no fail way to use that. Or even if, um, if Steve takes a photo and he edits it and I really like the look of it because we share, like when he shares that photo with me and the Lightroom settings, then I can use that as well. So that's another way to do it too. But I think that that's a really sort of intuitive app. I think that's the problem is what one person finds intuitive, another person may not. So you may have to play around with a few of these photo editors before you find one that you really like, but I do like Lightroom. I like Lightroom too. And it's really getting, and I, I haven't used it a ton, but I've heard because I listen to a lot of tech podcasts that it's gotten really strong on mobile too. They really put an emphasis on their mobile yes. app. So that's, that's, that's something too. Um, yes. That's what I need because if it's something I have to do after like, let's just say I have to get it, the photo on my computer and then edit it. Um, that's never happening. Like, let's just be honest. The chances of me editing on my computer afterwards are about 2%. I'm doing most of my editing on my phone right then. So. Well, and I'll say too, with the mobile editing, that is something you can do if you get a good shot, you know, and then you go to stand in line for 60 minutes to get on Space yes. Mountain. That's a good time to edit a photo. It gives you something creative. You know, I mean, it's you should probably be talking to the people around you that you're traveling with. But, you know, it's probably more constructive than hanging out on Twitter or Facebook. You know, you're, you are at least being creative in an instance, right. you know, and you're doing something that's I, I enjoy that. You know what I'm saying? One other tip with that. You said, you know, don't go too far. And I think that's that's a huge tip because you can really get yourself in trouble if you go too far with filters and stuff like that. However, also, it, I think you can actually don't go too far or go like to an extreme, like like yes. take take a picture and then just turn it black and white. You know, like on a like on a gray day, like where there's there's clouds in the sky. Don't try to make it a pretty day. Do make it black and white and embrace the clouds and do make it dramatic. You know what I'm saying? Like, because how many pictures do you see of Walt Disney World that are vibrantly popped with all these beautiful colors of balloons and you know the the bright blue sky, the puffy white clouds, and the beautiful colors of Cinderella Castle? Think about that. You see them all day, every day on social media. But how many black and white pictures do you see of Main Street USA? You know what I'm saying? That's and then, true. and then add some contrast in there. You know, how can you make that a shot that we haven't seen? That's interesting. You know, and also, you know, don't take a shot maybe from eye level, maybe take a shot from, from the ground or take a shot from way above, from up at the train station, you know, different angles, different points of view. What's a shot we haven't seen. That's going to be interesting. I think that will catch, I don't think you're trying to get like likes on Instagram, but also when you get home, that'll be a picture that's worthy of hanging on your wall or just having on your desk, you know, something that is interesting. You're always looking for an interesting shot. I agree. I think that that is something I'm constantly trying to remind myself, like when you're the different angle, um, different angles, I think really create different photos. And I think what it is for so many of us who travel to Walt Disney World is, is that we're looking for a way to capture what we are actually seeing, right? Like so many times you take a photo and you're like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, that was what I took a photo of, but it's not really capturing the magic, this, that, you know, the other thing. Um, and I think that's what all of us are trying to do, like get that photo that really captures like the emotion and everything else that we're seeing in there. Because I know, you know, when I go down tomorrow, I'm going to get off the plane and be like, dang, 
it's like the sun is brighter, the sky is bluer. It's like everything about this like just feels good. And is it me just thinking that or is it really, you know, that thing? It's always that kind of thing. You're you're trying to assess that and catching and capturing a photo that really does it justice is challenging sometimes. And it's really challenging for like a lot of our listeners who've been on Main Street multiple times, right? And you, in your camera roll, you've you've walked those exact steps many times. You're like, I, I have this picture, right? I mean, I, you know, I've stood in front of the partner statue and I've done it with the people I'm with, but, you know, again, get a different angle. And a lot of times, you know, there's different decorations on the castle, depending on the celebration. So make sure you get that, you know, if there's something going on, you know, the different um, back, you know, just they've taken away the uh, the emblems now from the those uh, golden little statues that, that yeah. interact, whatever those were called. You know, things it, to me, I'm very much one of those people that I like to look back at my photos from five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago and see how the parks have changed. So I like to take pictures of things throughout the years that that I know will, you know, give me a, a point to go back to a time reference like, wow, you know, a sign of dinosaur back when it was called like countdown to extinction. Like hey, I get a huge kick out of that, you know, not not too many people do, but that's the kind of stuff I like, you know, the prime, uh, primeval world, you know, being there, you know, that's right now it's just a big old nothing, <laughs> you know, it's just. Stuff right? like that, you know, so document things too. But it, so we were talking about sunrise and sunset pictures again, pop them. But where do you think are some good spots people might not have thought of to get sunrise and sunset pictures that, I mean, obviously we could talk, you know, some of the, some of the basic places, but what popped in your, your head first? So I will say the resorts really offer some great locations. And I think all of the resorts do. And one of the reasons why I think the, the locations are so good at the resorts is so many of them have a body of water. That's what I said. Water is, <laughs> that's, that's, that's my number one tip. Find yes. water because of reflections. Yes. yes. It's true. But so what first comes to mind for me is Coronado. Um, it has that beautiful lake in the middle, right? And depending on what time of day and where you are, the Grandestino Tower, the reflection of Grandestino Tower and the ability to catch Grandestino Tower too is so cool. And when you're up, especially if you're up in the morning, like right before sunrise, because I'll be honest, there aren't a lot of people up there 100%, with you. 100%. <laughs> it's, it's shocking how few people are up at Sunrise. I know. Considering how many people are at Walt Disney World, right? I mean, there's thousands and thousands of people. And sometimes at Sunrise, you're the only one out there. Like at a resort, you know, there's thousands of people there. Like, I mean, like odds are more people should be up. But I know. Yeah. I agree. So it's just, I think that that location is really good. It has some great locations. Not only can you get... Um, Grandestino, but if you can get also the pool area. Now, mm -hmm. typically the pool won't be open at sunrise, but um, you can usually catch it over the fence, right? And get a picture of the pyramid in the pool too, because that pyramid shot at the pool there is a really compelling shot, I think. It's such a themed pool area. And if you can get a reflection of it, or catch some of it, you know, with like a water fountain right there or whatever. I think Coronado just has a ton of great photo locations. And we've talked about this, Mike, because it has three distinct areas mm -hmm. and the tower, it really offers uh, like, it looks like you're at a different resort, like all three. One is the cabana section is more like a tropical section. The rancho section is a more like southeast or, or southwest, I mean, um, sort of feel to it. Then you have the casitas, which seems, you know, more themed in that space too. And then you have Grandestino Towers. I mean, if I was a photographer, I could take, you know, some great pictures over there at Coronado Springs. I have so many pictures. Because uh, now that with that new update on your iPhone, like you can put your phone in standby if you turn it on side. And then one of the options is it shows a slideshow. And it, I, all it shows is like Coronado pictures. Like I think <laughs> when I stay there a lot. And plus, like I constantly take pictures of Coronado when I'm there because they're so right? good. It's because it, it, let me give you another hint for that too. Sunrise and sunset shots over Coronado. 
if you want to get a good one, I like the body of water and shoot up towards the tower. But if you want to get something that looks really cool, this is kind of a neat little picture. Uh, now, I don't think there's gators in that water, but I'm just saying, his heads, just have your head on a swivel just in case there would be. I don't think there are, but I mean, you never know. It's Florida. Here's, I'm always like, I'm always just like ready to run just in case. I, I've never had to. Remember, if you have to, zigzag. That's what I've always been told. I don't know. I'm from Missouri. Don't trust me. Here's the deal, though. Um, they have these flowers down by the water, and they have they're they're beautiful orange colored like yes. like flowers. And there's not a lot of them. They're just they're here and there and everywhere, but they're not there's not a lot of them. But they're just kind of scattered around the water. So what I like to do is go down and get like that flower like in focus, and then the water's behind it with the tower, and in the tower kind of then does like a bouquet. So it's not really in focus. It's kind of like it's almost like a portrait mode. But it's because the flowers in the foreground, the water and the tower are kind of in the background. And then if you have like that beautiful, like golden hour of sunrise or sunset, either way, and you can kind of see, you know, the older part of Coronado with El Mercado and all that stuff. God, that is a great pick. And the thing is, I like, have it on it my does, phone. It doesn't <laughs> change very much. I have a hundred of them. Like every time I dog, I take that picture. You know, it's the same dang picture I've had a hundred <laughs> times. Yeah, I bet. I bet a lot of our listeners do that. Like every time I see I it, know. I'm like, oh, there's that flower. I got to take a picture again. I'm like, I got that picture a hundred times. <laughs> same picture. I know. I know. But you're right. It is beautiful, and that's I think the portrait mode is such a cool thing. Not for what you're close up taking a picture of, but for what's behind it. I always think that that's kind of, a, that that's a cool effect. Um, and some people really do that well. So that's a, that, a, that is, that's a really cool thing. How yep. about you? Where's so, the spot yeah. that you like? Well, so water Besides is, Coronado. So water <laughs> is kind of the key. Like sunrise pictures. I love one of mine was going to be Riverside and where it, specifically where oh, I like yeah. to get it. I like to stand it's in the mansions and it's on the side it's on the mansion side of Sascoola river before or right at sunrise right as dawn is breaking in the morning and and i know this isn't golden hour golden hour is in the evening but we're just saying like you know when you have that special like you know lighting yeah. that special lighting so the reason i like this is because before that first boat comes down the Sasagula, the Sas, the, uh, the river there is it's glass. If you've ever stayed there and seen it before that first boat comes down, it is just like a sheet of glass. I mean, it is just a reflection. It is so perfectly still. And the thing about this is you get real earthy tones over at Riverside when you're taking this picture and you get these really cool lines in your picture with those paths because you have a path on the left of the river you have a path on the right of the river. They're not perfectly straight, though. They're kind of meandering paths, brown-colored paths. You have bright green grass on either side of the paths, and you have this brownish-colored river that's reflecting the first light of the day. And one of the things I love about my pictures at Riverside is I always get one of those bridges in the picture. And I think those pedestrian bridges that go over the Sasagula are so cool-looking because they're brown and they, they're basically kind of made out of like railroad ties, you know, that real thick, right? like four by four wood. And I just think, you know, if you get some of those, those trees in the background with some Spanish moss hanging down and that light just coming over, because if you're facing French quarter from Riverside, like from the mansions and shooting right down the, the Sasagula river, you are shooting East. And that's where that, that sun's the sunrise is popping. It's it's gorgeous. And like you say, there's nobody around. It's shocking in the morning. But yeah, Riverside offers awesome like sunrise pictures. And it's a great location too, because you have that really cool water wheel. You have the water tower that um, you know, there for that location. And I think there again, their pool area is so cool. It's like, a, you know, this sort of old swimming hole kind of thing. Um, it has water coming down. And I think water, whether it's still or moving, is really very interesting to see in photos. It just, you know, sort of takes your eye to it and um, love that. So, yeah, I think Port Orleans is a great location. Let me ask you this, because you use an iPhone, too. You shoot with an iPhone. Do you, do you keep live photos on? Uh, sometimes. And I did because of actually something um, that 
I had seen, it was like a photography tip and it had to do with water, how you can make, you know, it lo- the water, yeah, like you if you just shoot in a waterfall or yep. something like that. And I thought that was really interesting. So um, I have used that, but as a general rule, no, I usually have it off. See, I usually do keep it on almost all the time. And I, because sometimes it's just fun to get that like two seconds of video because like I, I actually I keep it on as a rule on my phones and like it's fun when I'm taking pictures of like football games you know I'm trying to take a great still of like kickoff but I get you know in that like yeah. bar, that one second or you know a second and a half you get some kind of an action that you weren't expecting and at Walt Disney World you know you might right. get a duck right. like flying through or something you never know and Exactly. I mean, it doesn't really cost me anything. It's uh, it's kind of a neat thing to think about with the live photos, especially when you mention like a water wheel, because yes. there are options. I don't know if you know that in your iPhone where you can go in, you can make it like bounce, you can make it loop yep. and you can do really cool stuff with live photos. So that's just another setting up in the upper right hand corner. You can just click and boom, turn live photos on. And that again, you know, I think a Disney vacation is a great opportunity to play around with your phone, right? You're away from the house. You're not working. And you know, this could be the the time you really embrace photography and you find out you really have an eye for it and it's something you enjoy. Agreed. Because yeah. a lot of times we have these expensive phones and we always take the same picture. You know, we don't use any because they, <laughs> they do so much. And we did, you know, we only use like we just push the white button. You know, we don't experiment and see like really what they can do. One other tip I'll throw out there real quick. Right before we did this show, I took Riley out for her afternoon restroom break and I knew we were doing this show, so I tried out some of these tips because it's fall here in, in Missouri, and so I just shot some pictures of the trees, of the, you know, the different, the leaves changing, and so I was looking, you know, I took a shot of that tree and looked at the picture and saw what I thought of the colors, you know, with this filter and that filter, so before you go on vacation, just do a little photo walk in your neighborhood and try this filter and that filter, and then, you know, that evening, sit on the couch and compare and contrast and see what you like best, see, like, what your flavor is, like, what are your likings and then when you go down you kind of have an idea of what your palette is already before you hit the hit the ground you know, yeah orlando that's something you just, and it's fun to give you something to do when you're walking the dog or whatever um so let's talk sunset i have a great shot that i think people some people might have but i love this is one of my favorite pictures at sunset at walt disney world and it's cinderella castle but it's not exactly what you're probably thinking i like to get up on cinderella castle and stand like right at the gates or whatever, you know, like if you're coming through the castle from Fantasyland towards Main Street USA, stop right there at the front of the castle and look down on Main Street USA towards the towards town square. I love that shot. It it's sunset. Like cuz you have those like little white popcorn lights on on Main Street yeah. USA. You have all the activity of people in the hub. And it's just such a cool, and the lighting, like, cause it's not totally dark, it's sunset, but the popcorn lights are popping. You still have kind of, sometimes the flags are still up, sometimes they're not, it depends when they take them down. But it that's a cool shot for me. And you, cause you're elevated there a little bit and you can kind of look down. Cause most people are taking the picture the opposite way, right? People are taking the right. picture from Main Street up to the castle. You're taking it from the castle towards the train station. That's kind of a fun shot. Oh yeah, that's a really cool shot. And I think, too it's um like you said it's something that a lot of people aren't going to get but i love that time you know when you still have light out and the lights are starting to come on Mm -hmm. at whatever park you're at i think that's a fantastic time to really sort of capture this the golden hour time and i have a similar shot that i like to take but it's on um it's walking into Hollywood studios when the neon first comes on yes. um, and oh. you can see that in the background. And I think that's one of the few times, most of the time when you take a photo, if you're editing it, you're going to want more exposure. Right. But I think really at that point in time, sometimes you can actually drop down the light in your photos, like increase, um, you know, the, the, the black, um, color in the, in the, there's a setting on there. You'll see it that it makes it look darker than it is because once it gets really dark, sometimes that neon and the moving lights is really hard to capture, but it's not as hard to capture right then, right during that golden hour time. And those lights are on and the neon, I think in Hollywood studios 
just lends itself to great photos. It's just so cool. Um, you don't see neon now like you you did at other points in time. Like it's not quite the novelty, right? It was then. Um, I, I hope that they never switch to like LED or something. I know, I know. Right? And you, and you, it scares me to death because you know it's probably cheaper. It's so much more efficient, but it, yeah. it doesn't, it, again, it's just like... It, you know, we just talked 10 minutes at the top of the show with our love and nostalgia and, you know, the feel of how 70s Christmas was with us. But, you know, they're, you're right. It's not efficient, but there's a there's a vibe. There's a feel, you know, yeah. with neon. And but you know that like somebody's saying, oh, yes. dang, those bulbs are so hard to get. And they're like they're 7000, you know, times more expensive to run every night. You know, we could save we could save ten thousand dollars a year running LED lights. Right. Don't do there's it. been conversations, I'm sure. Oh. But yeah, there's just something about this. And so that main walk, you can see the theater at the end of the street. You can see the neon. You can see Pluto, you know, tail moving. You can see the watch. You can see all of that the stuff that just really says Hollywood Studios. So I hope we get to keep that for a long time. I agree. A couple more just real quick because, you know, we're running a little long here. But again, we're hitting a lot of the, the obvious things to, to take pictures of. But Spaceship Earth, I mean, because the thing is how tall it is and the reflectivity of each one of those tiles and just how it's constructed, right? Because, and especially now that they have the, I, I forgot what the beacons of light, you know, the little yeah, lights on, because yeah, yeah. they will turn those on right at sunset. So if you can catch those initially on while there's still some glimpses of sunset and that sun is, you know, hitting, because it's sunset again, the lights hitting spaceship earth at all these different funky angles because of just how all those little triangles are set up on spaceship earth. It gives you a unique perspective because you have light bouncing here, there and everywhere. So you might have yeah. one panel that looks kind of purpley, another panel that looks like a, you know, dark purple hue. One's kind of a lighter purple hue. One's kind of silver. And then you could really play with that in post if you want to, but you're going to get great shots off the camera on that one. But that's a great one. And again, with Spaceship Earth, that's a whole thing. That's a whole nother show is that you can take that from so many different angles. You can take it from directly under it. You can take it from way out, you know, by yeah. guest relations. I mean, you can get you can get it from uh, there's so many. You can get the, you know, that prism in there. You can get it from further out by the, you know, the ticket booth, touch points. But man, the fountain, it's, it's fountain, yeah, exactly. The, the flags, yeah. the flags look good on a windy day. Yeah. But you know, sunset just offers this opportunity because with each passing minute, the picture changes. I mean, because of the angles of the light hitting those triangles and there's so many different angles. I mean, it's just, it, 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 it's crazy because it's just, it's always changing because of the angles. So that's a great yeah, show. I agree. So my next location, and this is challenging, but it's worth doing um, is Kilimanjaro safaris. Um, if you get some opportunities to get, you know, some shots with the dwindling light and the animals and the and honey, even the honey badger, if you get a picture of that honey badger, that'd be sweet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still trying to get that picture. <laughs> it's such a great place to capture the sunset that remember for a little while, Animal Kingdom had put in an artificial sunset Speaking of, speaking of LEDs, we had one there. <laughs> they put, uh, they took us down there for that media event and they showed us that sunset and Mike and I were sort of like looking at each other like, huh. I'm, was, I'm a little underwhelmed here. Was, I mean, how you going to put the, the whole thing I was thinking was like, Man, this is a big old savanna. Like, I don't care right. how big that LED is, you can't have a big enough sunset for like a savanna. Like, this thing is like, it's just, I mean, scale, people, scale. It's not going to work. And it didn't, whatever happened with that? I haven't heard anything I I about just, that. I was trying to hear the honey badger. That's all I know. Exactly. But there are so many great opportunities on Kilimanjaro Safari that at in in gold during the golden hour, those opportunities are just increased. Now the thing I think that's important 
and this is important, especially in low light, is you have to know your camera's limitations. Like, you can't go on a dark ride like Pirates of the Caribbean and expect that you're going to get a million great photos yep. because it's you're moving, it's dark, the light is coming in from weird things. And that's the case, too, whenever there's a low light situation. Your camera can only just do so much and you can't really edit to make some of these better. But you guess what? You can take a hundred photos on Kilimanjaro safaris each time you ride. And the ones you don't like, delete, yeah. delete, delete. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to the photo mat like back in the day where it was no. like, man, that cost you a no. buck. A you don't have shot. to pay 25 cents to <laughs> develop each one. So. That was ter- speaking of terrible. That was terrible. But I mean, yep. you know, again, play around with your phone because there are night settings that, that will let you take pictures without the flash. Now, again... Yep. It'll ask you, like, how long do you want to keep the exposure? One second, three seconds, you know, two seconds. But it does require in low light that you keep the, the camera extremely steady, which on on a boat on Pirates of the Caribbean, near impossible. I mean, but, you know, th- that's where, you know, people that are taking nighttime photography pictures, like your, your best tip for like people who are trying to take like like fireworks photography, you need a tripod. You yeah. need to sit it on top of a trash can, but you know, worst case right. scenario or something like that. They do. They aren't too bad though. There's collapsible tripods that'll probably collapse about the size of a tennis can, uh, you know, tennis ball can, and still be a good, you know, four or five feet high. But then allows you to set your camera on there and get some great photos and videos. And I think it's worth it for people who are really invested in this. Otherwise, you're just going to be. You can be just like the rest of us and hold your camera up there. And like you look through the photos at the end of it and be like, well, there's some good ones. There's some bad ones. But um, you just sort of taking your chances with that. Well, with digital pictures, like you said, I mean, just fire away and then just delete That's what right. you don't want. You know, I mean, that Google Photos back up. It's so cheap. You know what I'm saying? I know. Right. So cheap. Like I never delete anything off Google Photos. And I have so many bad pictures on there. <laughs> Agreed. Like terrible. Like I should go through and delete because I delete them off my phone because, you know, that's real space. But right. Photos, yes. All the bad ones still live there. So it's terrible. Yes, but hey, we should wrap because I know you got to go and, uh, you know, people have stuff to do for Halloween weekend. But I mean, th- just stuff to think about. You know, bottom line is I say get out there, play with, you know, it's Halloween weekend. It's a good time to try low light photography. It's a good time to try, you know, different settings on your phone. Explore when you're taking pictures of your kids or your neighborhood or your setup for your house as you're sitting on your front porch, handing out candy, what have you. But just, you know, I, the bottom line is you, you probably have, it doesn't have to be the latest phone. All these phones nowadays have so many features that we don't get to use. You know, I always tell Pam, like, I don't use 90% of these features that are on my phone because I just don't dive into the settings and the, all these filters that are built in. But when I do, you know, actually take the time to look at them. And when I'm on vacation, I actually have a few minutes that I'm not so busy when I'm at home. It's fun. You know, this is one of those things that actually is kind of fun to explore and then, you know, get creative and put filters and try to take a color picture, make it black and white and explore your creative side. You know, and I think, uh, you know, sunrise and sunset's a great time to really get some amazing shots. And then you have something kind of a, I like these pictures because, you know, you think about a souvenir to bring home. This is a moment in time that was special because you were there for that moment in time and you took the picture, you know? So when you sit on your desk, it's not like something you bought at the Emporium. Like that was you standing there at Riverside or that was you standing there, you know, on Cinderella, Cinderella Castle or what have you. Like that, that's something that's even more special than a photo you can buy, you know, or some kind of a sketch. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's a great memory. That's uh, people always say, what's my favorite souvenir? And I'm like the photos, the you know, um, the memories, the photos, that's the best part of it. So other than that old Disney cruise line, uh, commercial, which you just reminded me of my favorite souvenir. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Mommy calls them our little souvenir. <laughs> that that might be one. one of the best Disney commercials of all time. I know for sure. They were thinking on that. <laughs> that <was the> greatest. <laughs> anyway, we are going to jump out of here, but we'll be back again on Monday with another fun show. And of course, Sunday night, we'll have the live call-in show. So give us a holler. Scott will be joining me. So at seven o'clock Eastern, six o'clock central, we call it the BOGP open line. So join us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. 
We open up the phone lines and take your calls and always, always have a great time. And you can give us your tips for sunrise and sunset photography down on Disney destinations. We'd love to hear from you. So join us then. Don't forget our show is brought to you by the magic for less travel. We're standing by to help you plan a great Walt Disney world, Disneyland, Disney cruise line, or adventures by Disney vacation. Just swing by the website this weekend while you're sitting on the porch, digging into those Reese's and Kit Kats. You're like, ah, we're not going to have that many trick or treaters. I'm just going to eat one of these here myself while we're waiting Pull your phone out. Check out themagicforless.com. There's great trip planning tools right there. You can use your phone right there to explore. And then while you're there, fill out the quote form with as much information as you have. Mention the show. You and I can plan that trip together. I promise you we'll have a good time. No cost to you. We'll get you a great vacation at the lowest cost possible. We're going we're gonna to get you that dizzy destination so you can have a great time with your friends and family. So check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link. It's beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. I don't know if you can buy Kit Kats or uh, Reese's there, but you probably can buy a Kiss costume like I wore in kindergarten. I don't know. Yes, what, probably. probably. I'm, yes, definitely. I mean, you could probably buy a Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift kind of costume. hundred percent probably on that. Get that rush to your house if you want to. I don't know what they're Dude, They always match up with the names. They break up. Yeah, they're probably broken up by now because we mentioned it and we're recording early. That's probably not even a thing at this point. So, yeah, whatever you're going to buy, beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And thank you to our patrons. You guys are the best. You allow us to put out these shows. And, man, I hope you always know we love doing this show. So thank you so much for that. And you get that bonus show called Mike in the Midwest. Just visit us over at patreon.com slash beourguestpodcast for more details. Give Pam a follow on the social media. She's always a lot of fun at TMFLTPam. On Twitter, slash X, Threads, and Instagram. Also, follow the Magic for Less Travel over there on Instagram as well. That's a great follow for some great video and creative stuff. So make sure you follow along there. I'm at Be Our Guest Mike, and we'd love to have you follow me on all the places this weekend as well. And that's about it. So we're going to cut you loose. And please, come on back on Monday. We can't wait to talk to you there. So for Pam, I'm Mike, wishing you a great weekend. Stay safe, stay healthy, and boo to you. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon. Thank you so much for spending some of the most spooky time of year right here with your friends on Magical Mouse Radio. To make this time of year even more exciting, we're bringing you blocks of some of the great Halloween music from down at Walt Disney World. We're going to play some of that great music every Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. So check the schedule at MagicalMouseRadio.com for one of those spooky blocks from down at Walt Disney World. We'll feature the Boo to You Parade, Happy Hollowishes, and more. So check it out over at MagicalMouseRadio.com.